0: Walls and mountains divide us in two. God damn it, I'm still in love with you I don't think it gets any worse than this I hope not, and I hope not in a Hey guys, welcome to a second look at wedding filmmaking I hope you're doing good This is episode number four maybe i have episode three all ready to go in queue but i don't know if i want to release it because i was sick and um i don't know I just said stuff that is pretty stupid so why? I, I don't know if i want to anyway so this is either episode three or four who cares right you don't care i don't care i wouldn't blame you not to care it's it's a number <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway welcome to the show Where I talk about wedding filmmaking and wedding videography and wedding films and wedding video and wedding... I hate that. Like all those tags you have to type when you're doing your website. Or all those keywords when you're doing SEO stuff. Oh man, that bugs me. It's so... It's just obnoxious. Anyway, little side rant there. Uh, Today's show is about stories. I'm going to just talk and tell you some of my stories and filming weddings and some good some bad some just flat out weird <laughs> um yeah it'll be cool it'll be cool I, I i just they're all over the place these stories are they're just everywhere i mean you can't even this is the kind of shit you can't make up in the in the world you, you know it's kind of like seinfeld you know you can't i can't even you can't even think up things like this unless and, and until they happen to you <laughs> and weddings for the most part are cool and fun and easy and and, and you know drama wise they're easy and you know it's it's smooth sailing but man you are still got every single but still every single wedding you drive home from this is kind of why i love shooting weddings you, you're driving home <laughs> and you're thinking all about all the little funny silly weird things that happened even if it was just like you saw Uncle Bob kind of trip on a rock for a half a second, you know. Like Those things make your day, you know. <laughs> or you just like, something funny happens, whatever it is. You see someone doing something funny. It could be later in the night, definitely when people get drunk, it starts to get, it gets entertaining, but obnoxious at the same time. It's kind of a weird mix of you're you're tired you but you've been you've been running around with cameras for 12 hours you know you have all the footage you really need but you gotta kind of maybe with the contract stick around for another hour or two or you gotta stick around for maybe the grand exit like a you know sparkler exit or something and you're just like tired and 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 at least at those times of days those stories aren't aren't fun at the time maybe later on they're fun but at the time you're tired you're you, you don't want to see any more drunk people you know coming up to you just being obnoxious and like you know all sweaty and coming up and (laughs) anyway those aren't the fun times nothing too much too fun actually i have one story about that i'll tell you about anyway i'll try to keep these stories short and sweet because i kind of mumble or ramble or um so hopefully i don't bore you out but if you're on some road trip and you want to hear some funny stories, maybe you can relate to some of these. Then uh, sit back and uh, relax, and sit back and relax, and enjoy this. <laughs> All right. So I made a list again. That's me. I, I guess when you do when you do this type of show, and I'm I'm alone, and I'm not, you know, we're not doing interviews or anything. I guess I kind of need to make lists. Of shit to talk about. I don't really, you know, when it comes to this show, I'm not gonna be organized. I don't want to be organized. I don't I don't want to have show notes other than my little list of like things to talk about. You know, if you're expecting a pro here, it's definitely not. I want to always emphasize that maybe that this show is uh for the filmers, by the filmers, or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So All right, let's do it. Story time, kids. All right, so I just wrote down, number one, um, getting the shits on the first day. So what else do I need to say right there? (laughs) I'll get into the story, but, you know, that's really, that's it. (laughs) Take that as far as you want to take that imagination-wise. So it was my very first day. I'm shooting a a Russian wedding. They didn't tell me it was Russian, like, as far as all-day Russian language-wise. The, the ceremony was in Russian. The reception was in Russian. Even when I met them at, uh, what was it, like, Dairy Queen. Yeah, it was Dairy Queen. I met them at Dairy Queen. It's my very first wedding. I am nervous as hell. I mean, I'm in my car almost as nervous as I would be, like, in a parking lot waiting to interview for a six-figure job. You know, like, that kind of nervous. <laughs> <coughs> Which is actually a good thing. Like I kind of miss that type of anxiety and motivation and and uh, and passion, you know, at the to interview and have a conversation with people. I mean, we we hung out for two hours probably, and it, you know it was great. But I was probably rambling about every little detail of what what's gonna what I do, what's gonna happen, and they didn't care. And so I guess that's good. At I can kind of streamline those conversations a little better because. Yeah, they were probably like, you know, I don't care what, you know, where you're going to put the tripod. Just film the friggin' thing. So, anyway, sorry. I'm on, yeah, went on a little uh, rabbit trail. I do that with stories. So, sorry. <laughs> I'm at Dairy Queen. I'm talking to them, interviewing them. And it's fine. Whatever. It's just a Russian wedding, and that's fine. But I was just, editing wise, I was like, wow, man. Because <laughs> I was hoping, because I did it for like 200 bucks. And I needed it for like a portfolio. And now I couldn't use any audio. I had no idea what they were saying. Not once. So it had to be this like cheesy music video. Which already, you know, for me and getting started. You want some audio. You want to show that you can add that in. It's important. Anyway, I was kind of bummed about that. but No big deal. Anyway, it's the morning of my first wedding. And I'm nervous as hell. Just as nervous as it gets. And I show up to the groom's house. Yeah, I'm at the groom's house first. I walk in. I see a photographer, you know, just clicking away. I see the activity of the groomsmen. I mean, granted, take into account, I have literally never been to a wedding in my life. (laughs) I had no clue what was going to happen. I mean, I knew they had, I think, a timeline of the day but it was just cheesy i mean these people were literally like 18 years old so i think they had just a generic you know notepad of, of a timeline there was no planner or anything anyway I, I was so nervous that i started getting the shits the morning shits and i always get the morning shits you know to keep it nice and personal with you guys morning time that's my time to shine <laughs> and 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 the call time to get to the groom's house was, like, really early. I don't remember, but it was really early. For me, I'm a night person, so it was 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. maybe. Anyway, the times that, like, I hate. I hate those times, and my body hates it, too. And so I'm shooting groom prep, and I'm, like, five minutes in maybe, and my nerves have just gone through the roof, and there's this <laughs> there's this tiny bathroom right there in front of all the bri- all the bridesmaids were there too. They were all together. There was no there was no first look or anything like that. So I mean the bride was in another house, but anyway, it was a tiny bathroom in a like right right directly where the stairs led to in a major hallway and uh, I got hit hard. That's, just, that's the beginning and the end of the story. <laughs> I got hit and I got hit hard. Um, and I went in the bathroom. I was just like, "Hey, sorry, can I use the bathroom? Would you mind if I use?" And I'm in there, like, with my camera, and I'm sweating, and I'm untucking, I'm untucking my shirt. You know, I don't even know how to like wear nice clothes. I've always just been a, you know, blue collar type. Like, I hate dressing up. I, I have this like shirt I'm untucking, and you know, a new belt I'm fucking with. It. I don't even know like how to work it. <laughs> I went. anyway. You can guess what I did from that point on but it was so embarrassing because it was like loud and, and I walked out of there as humbled as you can be because there's a couple eye contacts I had a couple eye contacts <laughs> and those were the those were the most humbling moments of my life I saw the, a grooms uh, you know a groomsman and I remember seeing a bridesmaid or two and they just looked at me like it was one of those things like... They might as well have just winked at me, you know, with a smile. <laughs> In fact, I wish they did. It would have felt better. So, first story, there it is. I got the shits literally within the first five minutes of my very first day five years ago. And uh, it's still to this day, is kind of like one of the biggest horror stories I have. And uh, So that's good. I don't have any major you know traumatic events but that was brutal i i i i I considered even just going home i was i was honestly to the point where i was like dude i don't know if i can do this like i don't i don't think weddings are my thing (laughs) oh man that was funny so anyway there's that story there you go and this this story is more of a lesson um a little little teachable moment here even though i'm not trying to be that way with you I just want to talk but this one was about learning how to limit my hourly coverage so I had a big package back in my first year Uh, this might have been my second year it was my second year and I had finally hit 1500 like to me that was huge it really was huge this wasn't my full-time job so I wasn't worried about paying second shooters and insurance and studios and you know, I didn't have four, $4,000 cameras to you know, invest in. It wasn't, I mean, it was just me keeping it simple. And so anyway, I was at the $1,500 level. And it was pretty good. I was happy. But my biggest mistake was I made that $1,500 package. Unlimited coverage of the day. Two shooters. And they, and she took advantage of it. I mean, she was sweet. She loved everything. That we did and, I, and that I edited and everything. its fu- It was fine. But I don't know if she took advantage. I don't even know if I want to say the, that. It was more about just, hey, I got a busy day. And since you have unlimited coverage, I'm going here and there and here and there and here and there. And I shit you not. I had a 16 plus hour day. And we went to literally nine locations. We went to the the bride was in some house over in the west side of town the groom was at some other house some other side of town the first look was at this one park the uh, bridal party photos were at this mansion you know like a pub, like a mansion that public you know a public mansion and um it was crazy it was crazy and 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 then they had we did like a photo session downtown so we're walking the streets of downtown you know we had to drive and go park downtown And then we went back to another park after that to do, I think, family portrait stuff, which we didn't even need to be there. I mean, we had plenty of B-roll we would ever need. I mean, it ended up working cool, but oh my gosh, I learned to, at the very most, if there's some kind of lesson in all these stories, and I don't want to, I'm not trying to do that, but this is a lesson type uh, story, is don't, don't, I don't know to me don't ever say you're you will uh, have unlimited coverage said it <clears throat> my packages are 12 hours like as far as my biggest package like my biggest biggest fancy package still only says 12 hours because there just could be that chance that you that one bride is going to is going to just i don't I don't mean to say it in a negative way like take advantage of you but she could take advantage of your generosity and um, you could regret it, and you, and I regretted it that day. I was hurting, and I was so tired, and annoyed. And editing was a beast because it was a a Catholic wedding, so it was a Catholic church for the ceremony, and it was two hour Catholic ch- ceremony, you know, and, and it, so the doc edit itself was a two hour video, and it was torture, and um. So the hours I put into that was I was probably making two bucks an hour. You know. (laughs) Anyway, so that was that was a learning story where I had learned a lesson. So that's that's all the learning or lessons stories you're gonna get out of here. So don't worry anymore. But that was a big that was a big lesson and story about just remembering. It was at least 16 hour day. It was it was nine locations. Unbelievable. I don't even know why a bride would want to do that anyway. Why do you want to have like a day where you just enjoy your day with your family and friends and you don't really worry about, okay, what's on the timeline next? Down to the minute. What are we doing? Okay, we got to go here. We got to jump in this shuttle bus or car and haul ass over to here. And that's all it was all day for 16 hours. The only time it felt relaxing and fun was at the reception, you know, at midnight when everyone was finally done and everyone was dancing, having a good time. Until then, it was just this like... Jam packs. I bet she's she had to have regret, regretted it. Maybe not. Maybe that was what they liked. So anyway, long story. I'll try to keep these shorter, but why not? I, what do I care? I'm not on a time crunch. Number three. Uh, when a law. Lo- oh, this might be a lesson. This is another lesson. One. Sorry. Uh, here's what I wrote at least, even though it's just notes for me. When a lawyer was the groom. And he tried to edit 12 things on the contract for me to initial. And it was the only wedding I declined. So, sorry, I got a, I got a squeaky chair and a runny nose. I'm still sick. Um, yeah, I had a groom and it was an out-of-state destination wedding. But they were coming to my state locally, so it was local for me. And the groom was a lawyer. And they came into town to look at the venue and do some and meet with the photographer and whatnot, so they met with me and it seemed fine it seemed like they were asking me a little too many questions something that maybe now I would I would see more red flags but then it was more still about just desperation even though I was booking like thirty five weddings that year I wasn't that desperate in a sense, but I was still kind of my confidence was was low my self-esteem was low um and so well it still is but at least when it comes to that i can you know you, before when you're starting off you sort of ignore red flags just to get the gig but then this is one of them because they were they're asking me so many questions and that's fine ask questions ask away but they the questions had a had a more of a skeptical tone And instead of just an inquiry, you know, like, hey, what what is it you do? Like, whatever, you know, talk like a friend. No, it was more like, so um, if you have three tripods in the reception, how are we going to know that someone isn't going to trip over your tripods? You know, those kinds of questions where I'm like, I mean, deep down in my, you know, psychology, I was thinking, what the fuck? (laughs) But... I was also just like, oh well, I will do the best I can, sir. You know. Anyway, meeting went fine. Went home. He went. They went back to wherever they were from. I don't remember Utah or something. And um, I get an email from the contract that I sent them, where he edited about twelve things on the contract. Did it, and he's a, he was a lawyer, so he made it all like. You made it seem like my contract was off and wrong, or I don't want this, and you're demanding too much of that. But that's BS. I've never had one person ever do that, and my contract's fine. It's industry standard contract, states all of the typical things. You know, this is not an exact science, and your delivery dates will be four to six weeks. I mean, nothing too rough other than, you know, some of the... uh, liability parts he, he had issues with that anyway it was just a huge red flag and I really stressed out about that for a week I mean I was really stressed of how I'm gonna like deal with this or how am I gonna take it or not take it it was really stressing me and I was thinking just the fact that for weeks overall weeks and weeks of stressing out about it I, that itself was not worth the money like I had already paid or worked for, so to speak, for this job, and I haven't even done anything. as far as mental stress, I had gone through more than I did than shooting and filming and editing a whole entire wedding. <laughs> you know what I mean because this guy was so annoying and kept emailing and kept and sent the contract and with new with new updates and changes and requesting this and that and um, so I finally said what I'd hoped I would never have to say. And I said just some friendly, professional way of, hey, it looks like, um, I don't think you're, um, or I don't think I'm your videographer for this event. I wish you very, you know, all the best in the world. I hope you have a great wedding. Um, but I'll have to, you know, politely decline or whatever it was I said. And of course, she, he didn't reply at all. Haven't Hadn't heard, you know, crickets from there forever of course which kind of was confirmation for me where i was like you know what this is cool (laughs) like he didn't even reply have the respect to reply and say no worries man i'll take care you know i get how he might have been annoyed or hurt because he spent a lot of time meeting with me and you know a lot of emails but to me it was it it felt good in the sense where i was like you know what like if he's not giving the respect of of even replying, then I I know I dodged a bullet there. So, anyway, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, some other stories. This is a weird story that nobody ever has, I bet, ever. So, put this one will be for the books for you. Well, <laughs> but it's a common thing for me. So, anyway, we'll get, we'll get a little personal here. Not that I didn't get personal on the shit story, either, getting the shits on the first day, not... <laughs> Can't get too much more personal than that, than describing what it looked like. (laughs) So anyway, this one is personal in the sense where, anyway, how about I shut up and just tell you? So I have OCD, and OCD is obsessive-compulsive disorder. And there's variation, I don't want to get too much into that, um, but there's a lot of subcategories of OCD. It could be contamination, it could be um, harm... It could be um, intrusive thoughts. It could be pure obsession without the compulsions. Um, I've learned a lot about OCD in the past few years, and I've uh, actually just started getting treatment, and I'm really excited. I just started a treatment with an anxiety specialist and OCD and, and uh, getting ERP treatment, which is Exposure Response, ex- exposure response Prevention. Um, and it's just a scientifically based, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, um, method for people with OCD. So anyway, mine is, uh, contamination it's, it's mainly my, I mean, I have all, I have some other quirks too, like symmetry and stuff, but not to the point where it's debilitating, but contamination for me during a day for weddings is, is sometimes really hard. I mean, I struggle. Because sometimes I can't wash my hands, or sometimes I see something that was dirty or gross, and and I and I, you know, we're out shooting, you know, we're out in the field or whatever, and I gotta just deal with it, and it's a real struggle. But one of my one of my major things, and everyone kind of has a hierarchy of things that are really, you know, that are really uh, fearful, is uh, one of mine is glass, broken glass, anything glass related. I hate glass. I hate mostly broke, you know, broken glass. Um, and I think that one's trauma-based even though a lot of OCD can just appear in your brain randomly. This one's trauma-based. When I was 12, I almost lost, or I I practically lost my two fingers from a glass accident with glass. I had major surgery on my hand. I have a big scar on my hand and it's from, uh, falling on glass when I was like 14. So, Anyway, who cares? I think I might developed my OCD through that, though. So, hey, I just got an email from a bride. Nice. So, nice. High five, guys! Just got an email from a, a big, a big email from a a, a girl wanting a, a uh, my biggest package. So, sorry, I just got the little notification. How cool is that? There's a story for you. Is um. Make your biggest package big as shit. Make it huge. Because you never know. Because you want someone to book your middle package, which is something that you're completely happy with. But it's one of those like throw it in the air and see if it sticks type of thing with your biggest package. And I surprisingly got this. She's a referral from a wedding last year. Um, Sorry, I'm deviating real quick, but who cares? Um, She was She's a referral from a wedding I shot last year. But it turns out she's a real estate agent and her husband's a lawyer. (laughs) So money is probably no, not a thing at all. They're just probably happy to have a good referral that they can feel confident in because they were the bridesmaids of the wedding I shot last year. So they have, I mean, that itself is just speaks volumes of the, you know, the amount of trust and confidence they have in me. Um, And so I'll probably get it. But she's interested in the big package. So, anyway. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Got deviated there. Anyway, OCD. (laughs) Which isn't really a story. But wine glasses. I hate them. I hate wine glasses with a passion. Because so many weddings. I'm out there on the dance floor and everyone's drunk. And it annoys me so much in the reception. (laughs) When they're on the dance floor. (laughs) And they have um, glasses of wine. Like everyone's dancing like hard, and people and stupid people are there with glasses in their hand of wine, you know, and they're just sipping it. And, and anyway, this is a. It's more of a story about about the stories of because it's happened. I don't even know how many times. This is the only thing where my OCD, where it's like, dang it, this is really affecting my work. And other times it's really hard, but I can kind of fudge it. But when a wine glass falls on the dance floor, it shatters everywhere. And everyone just laughs and just says, oh, party foul. Ha, ha, ha. And they just kind of keep dancing. And like maybe a staff person will come with a, with a, a broom and clean it up. But to me, I'm done. I'm out of there. I'm gone. <laughs> I just recede into the night until it, until I see that it's all cleaned up. I just disappear. I go shoot B-roll somewhere, and it sucks. It's not really a specific story, but it's a story about five different stories that where people drop their annoying wine glasses on the floor in the dance floor in the reception. I mean, I'm sure without having OCD, you guys agree if you if that's happened where you're like, oh my gosh. It's annoying because it just kills the dancing vibe. Everyone just sort of walks away or whatever, maybe, or, you know, anyway, it's not really a story, but it's an event in the weddings that I filmed that are a big deal for me. And it's happened five times, maybe six, and I hate it when it happens. I get all stressed and anxiety. So anyway, I'm sure you guys have weaknesses. I would love to hear about it. That'd be kind of a good show to talk about is like all your weaknesses. You know, call call it like an insecurity show (laughs) where it's about every weakness you have. And I think it's good to acknowledge those weaknesses because you know what to work on. Just kind of being honest about it. Anyway, shut up and move on. Okay, number five. When the photographer took the couple. Oh, yeah. So, after the ceremony and everyone... Okay, so I went on this wedding and, you know, the irony here, let's let me back it up a little bit. I shot a wedding, I think on my second year for another company that was doing volume brand. They had a volume brand, so they were shooting a seven to nine minute highlight film for six hours. Or set seven hours, and I'm there filming for them. Anyway, it doesn't really have anything to do with the story. <laughs> so it's with it's with the photographer. I usually get along great with photographers. This one was the worst I've ever had, and I'll, I could talk about that some other time. <laughs> well, I should talk about it now. It's about stories. But anyway, this story this photographer was. Biggest pain in the ass I've ever had in my life Biggest Um. I mean he was just a jerk I mean it almost seems like Out of line jerk Like he'd come up and be like We're doing first look in five minutes And I'd just go Oh really? Okay." Because I didn't have the timeline I was shooting for the other company they didn't give me a timeline, so it was, it was, you know, I, I'm with the photographer in the sense that his, he might have been frustrated that I didn't have the timeline and I wasn't really on top of things. I was still getting started, but I wasn't doing anything obnoxious. Hang on just two seconds. I'll be right back. Yeah, buddy. Okay, sorry, I'm back. I had to pee. Um. Okay, sorry, I'm back. I had to pee. How do you like that? So I'm um, in the middle of my photographer conversation. So sorry. Yeah, bad photographer story. I mean, I could turn that into a long ass story if I wanted, but total jerk. Being really rude. Um, yelled at me about first look because I literally needed two, three, maybe three minutes, um, extra to go get my an extra tripod. So it just sucked. Yeah, you know, the whole day kind of sucked with that guy. I mean, he's oh, just total douchebag. You know, just douchey. I mean, nothing about him was friendly. Annoying. Anyway, people are annoying. It's not an. This isn't an anti-photographer thing. It's, it's just a unfortunate thing. So uh, fast forward about two years, and I'm filming a wedding, and I um, look and see who the photographer is, and I'm like, you know, a couple of days before, or a week before, and I'm like, great, it's the same guy, and I knew it, I knew his company, and I was like, oh man, I'm working with him, <laughs> so annoying, and so I get there, and I'm all nice and professional, and he got really nice, and he was, but fake nice, it was like the most fakest nice you've ever seen, and I understand being cordial and professional and courteous and, and on on the day because we're, pro- we're professionals and we have to work together and you just make it great. You just make it great, regardless of you m- how you might think that you might not like the person. But one's, one rule in this whole thing, whether you're a photographer or vide- videographer, don't be fucking fake nice. Don't be like disgustingly, obnoxiously, grossly, pathetic, fake nice. Don't have this facade that's like this razor blade smile that's almost just your hellos pretty much are saying fuck you. Like, don't do that. If you really don't like the guy, you got to be some, to some degree genuine about it <laughs> and kind of like let them know that you just rather would kind of eat your dinner alone than with them. Like, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that you could be professional but i i get there to this wedding and he's all fake nice to me i think that was his way of you know his nice fake nice way of saying fuck you hey how's it going it was great to work with you i remember you yeah how's it going great day how's it going great day i mean all of it was like who are you i don't know who you are this is not the person i worked with because i remember two years later i now still remember you i mean it's amazing how much those memories stick i remember exactly how much i hated this guy and how much he ruined my entire day so i'm kind of like i'm like half relieved that he's like willing to go that extra mile to be nice yet at the same time insulted because what he did the way he did did the fa- was so fake and fake it was really obnoxious so anyway i don't want to get too much into anti this guy rant but the thing he did was this in this story this is the main meat to the story sorry i'm actually not much of a storyteller so if this is annoying i'm sorry <laughs> anyway what he did that day was the worst i've ever seen in my life right after the ceremony okay so we discussed after the ceremony they're on they're going on a photo shoot and and um i'm like okay i need to move my tripods and out of the way and I'll set up for reception later, but let me just move my tripods out of the way and keep them somewhere safe, and then go with you guys on your uh, portrait session. And then, you know, I'll cut out earlier that obviously to come back to the reception and set up. And after, after the ceremony, it disappeared. Nobody's there. The ever, no couple and no photographers because he had his wife there too. So, they're gone. Disappeared. Nowhere to be found. I'm like, wow. Unbelievable. And so, the biggest thing was not only that being a shitty thing. Like, I mean, that's so inconsiderate. I would never do that. Even if it was someone I hated, I wouldn't do that. So, the biggest thing, though, was that he took the couple for... I'm not even kidding. That's the irony to this. I'm not even kidding. He was gone with the bride and groom for three hours solid for three hours me and the entire like event is sitting there waiting for him to get back with the couple and i was sh- you know i had some time to shoot b-roll and set up for the reception and get my tripods kind of set up and get ready for first dances and what all that but i mean that didn't take me too long i had two hours uh, that pretty much gave me still two hours to you know, kill time because I, we, everyone's waiting. It it stalled the entire day. We're all like, "Where's the where's the photographer? Where's the couple?" And everyone's like, "I don't know. They took off to go sh- shoot stuff. I don't even know where they went." <laughs> they didn't even discuss that with me. So, man, it was most it was the most uh, just uncourteous thing I've ever seen probably ever doing weddings was they not only took off to do shoots like and not told anyone about it and dicked and dick me over, because they, I we discussed me coming with them, but they were gone for three hours and they installed the entire party. Everybody was annoyed. Everyone's like, "Where's the bride and groom?" Like we're just sitting here. Wait, like you know, those finger foods only last so long. <laughs> well, anyway, that was a pretty really annoying story. Yes, really annoying. So he finally, you know to close the story, it just they show up and the planners like, "Hey, where were you guys? We got to get on, you know, we got on a time crunch now." And, and they didn't care. I mean, the last thing I would want and photographers might disagree with me. I mean, this is just me. I've never been married. All I know is if I get married, the photographer sessions, these things that last an hour and a half long, two hours long it's just not gonna happen <laughs> it's not gonna happen <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i would be like you get 20 minutes i will i'll be do whatever you want for 20 minutes and that's it because this is this day is not about you and the photographers kind of like reverse that and be like no it's about you and the family but no it's a lot of photographers make it about them especially i only i'm only kind of referring to when they take off And they usually ditch the videographer and they take off to some park. They like literally hop in a car somewhere and leave the whole party, the whole wedding party alone. And they're just like, what the hell is this? Like, why are you? Anyway, so this guy was anyway, just a little rant there. But no, this guy was brutal. He literally disappeared with the couple for three hours. Okay, I'm done. I'll keep these quicker or I'll make these quicker. This one's a simple one. I just got... I get tired of the same wedding food. (laughs) Because I'm always limited and I can... I understand I could bring my own food, but I don't know. I'm not... I'm just a guy that doesn't... I don't know. Bringing my own food seems like more work than it is just dealing with the boring food that weddings always have. And a lot of that has to be be, with me being vegan. So I can... I'm limited as shit. All I can ever get is a salad and bread rolls or something. (laughs) Um... But I was surprised when they had, one day, this Thai food came, and it was an awesome wedding downtown, and they came in with all this crazy Thai food, and I was like, me and my assistant was like, wow, that looks amazing, it's so good, but I was really doubtful that I could eat any of it, you know, so I asked them, and and they had some um, curry or something. That was vegan, and that I was was unbelievable. It was unbelievable, <laughs> and and, it, and that was the year, you know, my third. It was like year three or something. And I was a thirty-five plus weddings, so I was really getting burnt out of those buffets where it's a salad and a bread roll and like maybe some fruit, you know. Yeah, so for me, it was—it's always boring. It's hell getting, you know, because I just don't. I'm so limited on what I what I'm eating, but. I just can't I just I'll never forget. It was a whole big ass plate of rice and curry and it was so amazing. Veggie curry. I think it had tofu in it and it was insane. That's all. I I know it sounds funny, but it's like it's amazing when something's little it's one of those little things that become big where you're just like, Oh my god, this is easily the best wedding food I've ever had. I also had a really insanely great meal over it was up in this mountain range out in the woods really nice resort and i didn't know it was about food i didn't know food was number 1 to the couple and, you know food was a, a thing i didn't know so i thought i was just sitting down and i was like all right cool just going do my salad and bread thing and whatever that's fine you know i'm not complaining ever but but they had a five course like fancy dinner that was insane And 90% of it was vegan, you know, if they had salmon or uh, some fancy steaks or something, I I just passed it up. But 90% of it was still like really, really yummy fried uh, or, or, uh, you know, veggies or or grilled veggies or like just insane five-course meal, best meal I've ever had. But I remember that Thai one being especially great because that was a year of burnout for me. Where I learned out. I learned how many weddings you know to take and my limitations, <laughs> and so food wise, I was bored as hell. And this Thai food out of nowhere was like insane. Anyway, quick story about that. That was one of the little things. Um, and then this one's a quick one too. Next one is the mother of the groom was an hour and a half late to the ceremony. I don't know what happened. Uh, you know, I'd kind of like love to be a fly on the wall during that conversation, but. It was a hot day. I mean, like, way above 90 degrees. The ceremony was right out in the sun. And the mother of the groom just was an hour and a half late. She was, like, insanely late. I don't know why or what happened, but it sucked because everyone was sitting there, bored, just waiting. I mean, it's sort of a killjoy because obviously with the planning of everything, you have to, like, you know... Schedule things need to be on a a time, you know, thing, but it was more about just the killing of the excitement because you get there and you're excited, and you you could just see that as time went by, everyone is kind of like so. By the the time the ceremony actually happened, you could tell people were a little bit kind of emotionally already spent. So it kind of, I just feel bad. I just feel bad. I don't know what happened to the mother. But she came running in and sat down, and she was all stressed. And it's just like, oh man, what a that would suck so bad. Like, even if it was something out of her control, actually, it'd be worse if it was something in her control, and she dropped the ball. You know, like she forgot to pick up her dress or something. You know, like, man, I felt so bad. What what happened? What whatever it was, what happened with her? Anyway. Quick story, nothing big, but um let's see the next one. Lesson learned when I let the mother sign the contract. Oh yeah. I let this mother sign the contract. Big here's another here's another lesson for you guys. Lesson time with Kevin is don't let the parent sign the contract. I was an idiot and the and the parent was doing more of the communication with me. And they were paying, which they probably maybe, you know, they don't mean to, but they they might accidentally feel like this is their game, you know, this is their, <laughs> this is all them, uh, you know, because they're paying for it, they're signing the contract, it has to do all about them, and it's kind of true, because I let them sign the contract, and... But even some parents, if they pay, they feel like entitled to a lot of stuff. And that's, But the, anyway, I just screwed up. And after the wedding, oh, my God, she was so annoying. She called me. She's like, yeah, there's too much dancing. There's too much dancing. cute and she was just – even the bride apologized because <laughs> her personality was – is just really out there and – uh, what's that personality type? Type A? Is that the personality? That's real aggressive. So she calls me. She's like, it's too much dancing. Too much dancing. I can't stand the dancing. The dancing. Why did you put this in here? I can't stand it. But she didn't give me like any real guidelines of things to fix. She just kept bitching. She just kept calling to bitch. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I didn't get the footage of that because I was in the, you know, I was in the other room shooting first look or whatever. Like she, the expectations were just zero nowhere to be found and that's all on me i bombed i just bombed on on all that i learned a lot for that wedding but she also sucked pretty bad just treating me you know the 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 film was awesome they got a full doc at it i mean there's just i get i get how she might have a couple complaints but she called as if i you know what I mean? I destroyed her dre- daughter's dress and I didn't even give her a video at all or something. <laughs> it wasn't justified as far as her attitude. And so I ended up giving her just the raw footage as a sorry, you know, can we just make amends? You don't like how I edited the doc edit, which is silly because they had a 30 minute dancer come in and I included all of it And sh- but sheer complaint was that there was too much of it. But I that's, that's what I was thinking when I was editing was, well, I, I might as well just leave it all in because you kind of can't go wrong if there's too much stuff. <laughs> if there's not enough, I can see how someone would be like, kind of like, oh, man, I want more of that. But she was complaining that there's too much of the, this dancing. They had a dance, a dancer come in to do a whole dance thing. But it was like literally half an hour of dancing. So, anyway moral of the story don't let parents sign the contracts uh next one when a sister of the bride tried to dance with me oh that's like a whole thing sister of the bride was like really drunk in the reception and tried to dance with me and she did she didn't even like hey you want to dance she grabbed me and took me onto the dance floor but not during a time where there's 50 people drunk and dancing and it's kind of like yeah who cares let's have fun it was like at the beginning of it where people were you know, there's only seven people on the dance floor and people are still kinda sitting there watching people dance. It was a, just the most awkward moment of my, you know, entire year. Cause I can't dance. And I felt like I can't dance. I got a camera in my other hand. And I just had a <laughs> I just faked it off, you know, it's just kinda like blah blah. It was just kinda weird. Whole there's a whole weird story going on with that and uh, that goes into more funny details but honestly I'm not going to I don't feel like going into that <laughs> not the major but whatever the next one the first and last time I do video and photos together yes my first year I had a uh, gay wedding and I they wanted to know if I do photography too and I was like I oh, yeah I do photography but I had no clue that for a wedding, you, they're such two totally different beasts. Even though they're the same camera, you, can, you just can't do both. You can't. I learned a hard lesson that day. <laughs> and I said, yes, I can do video. I, I, not even an assistant. I mean, dude, this was literally like my third wedding ever. So I, I, I had no idea what I was promising. I even looked at the contract last night for fun. And I was in the contract said something silly. It said just, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot the wording, but um, so that's kind of this is like a drama story though too. Is not only did I send them really crappy photos, which I do feel bad about, but their price was seven fifty. So you get what you pay for. I gave them a full edited video of the entire event. It wasn't. It, yeah so they, they they got what they're you know they paid for i guess too so but the thing was Bob, the thing, okay so the major problem here is if you want to if you ever want to do video and photos together for one don't have it just be you doing it you gotta have an assistant doing a, a photos separately than your video or vice versa but The main confusion here, and this turned into be a real drama scenario for me, was uh, I was filming dancing during the reception. And when you're filming, you're just standing there on a tripod, or at least I think I was on a tripod at the time, just filming dancing. I mean, it was literally my third wedding. I had no idea what I was doing still. My gear was pretty rough the whole thing but i was sitting on a tripod like filming so i'm not moving around taking pictures um and someone comes up and talks to me oh yeah it was the sister of the groom or one of the grooms it was a gay wedding two guys sister of the of the oh no i'm sorry 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 some random person comes up to me and just is chatting no big deal just chatting hey how's it going you're doing video or you know whatever and i'm just chatting with this person that came up to me for like one minute maybe and the sister of the of one of the grooms comes up walking up to me and starts yelling at me (laughs) i mean like not just like hey you come here Can, can i speak to you for one second come over here you know it was like out of nowhere she just walks up and then just starts screaming in my face you're supposed to be taking pictures you're not taking pictures you're just standing there and regardless of someone i think so her perspective was that me talking to the someone next to me, on top of just standing by a tripod and not moving around like a photographer would, made it look like I was the biggest slacker on planet Earth, you know. <laughs> so that perception was really bad. And I could picture that happening all the time. If you ever say that you're the photographer and the videographer but you're literally alone. Oh man, it was brutal. Because I'm trying to do two things at once. I'm trying to switch over from video mode to photo mode. I had still yet to learn all my settings. I was that was my third wedding. I had just bought a Canon 60D. And I was I had I still had no clue how to work it. <laughs> I knew the filming part, but a lot of the specific autofocus aspects of the 60D in photography Whatever I had not work, practiced that I didn't know, you know I didn't bring a flash, you know the, I was. Anyway, there was drama. Sister walks up to me and starts yelling at me. I'm like, I'm doing video, yeah, no, I'm doing video. I'm doing both video and film. And I was trying to explain it to her, but she she wasn't listening. She was just yelling, and then she walked away and just she just pretty much just embarrassed the shit out of me. And I was so pissed off. Oh, I was so pissed off. And I could have escalated it. And gone up, gone up to the one of the grooms, maybe. But I didn't know which sister it was for some reason. I, I did know for a fact it was the sister. I think it was from the toast or something like. I didn't know she which she was a anyway. It was a, it was a whole thing. It just sucked. <laughs> so that's a that's a big story. I've learned another lesson here. Don't ever do photos and videos together, like by yourself. I mean. It, I can't think of more of a train wreck than that. Okay, so that's it. That's that story. Anyway, last story. And thanks for sticking with me here, because I'm rambling. But these are fun stories to tell. Well, let me write let me, what are you here to? Uh when the photographer was really nice and asked for a drone shot. Oh yeah, and then he promised to give credits and then so I had a photographer at a wedding that was really faky nice. Said he'd get so we were doing a drone of the couple in a big field. And I was up really high and it looked it was like a cemetery thing where they were laying on the ground, and then I would zoom out, or you know, I would not zoom out, I would fly up, revealing the couple in this big field. It was just cool shot. It was awesome. But the photographer kept saying like, hey, if you give me one of those pictures, will you take a picture for me? I, you know, I'll credit you online. And it was just kind of that typical, you know, the exposure will be good for you kind of thing. Like, because he was a popular photographer. And I got hosed hard. Because he, he was like, I will promise to credit you. And then the day after whatever, I sent him a, a photo that I took. Day, next day or whatever, pretty, pretty shortly after that, he posted his picture online, and doesn't say anything, he's like, you know, thanks to, you know, Michelle and Matt's wedding, whatever it was, you know, (laughs) and it was like, oh man, it just annoyed me, it just made me think, like, it sucks, one of those sucky things where you realize that you kind of can't trust others, and you shouldn't trust others, and you should kind of, watch out for yourself and look out for yourself and I know that sucks but it's just reality Because people suck and they're selfish and greedy and he said all these things nicely to me and saying he'd credit me and he even wants to hang out with me you know like we even hung out at lo- at dinner time you know and got along so I, I you know I felt there was like a level of oh cool this is a cool photographer like yeah we're gonna be you know getting along great we, we might even refer each other But no, the next day it was like, just slam dunk, like, this is my photo, and how do you like it? I'm surprised other photographers wouldn't have been like, how are you filming this couple from 100 yards in the sky with your little Panasonic, he had like a little Panasonic camera. (laughs) Anyway, I just, I wonder if that ever came back on him, because if his photographer's friends... They would have known that that's a drone shot, and he doesn't have a drone, or most photo- photographers don't have drones. But anyway, <laughs> it's funny, weird story, and I got shafted with that guy. But and those are my stories. That's it, nice and long. But hopefully, you're on some long road trip right now, and you don't mind the time. And if you're listening to this, you've gone the length of all these uh, interesting stories of what it's been like for me to film weddings for uh f- four years I always want to say four but or I always want to say five but it's kind of been four because I guess I'm on my fifth year so I can't say five whatever anyway hope you had uh, you know fun listening to the stories and uh, if you want to email me if you can or you know you can rate me on iTunes if you want i'm not I don't wanna eh, eh, eh. selling yourself It's kind of silly but if you want to email in Ask a question. That'd be kind of cool too. Give me something to talk about. Uh, My email is secondlookpodcast at gmail.com. Secondlookpodcast. And um, at gmail. If you want to say hi. Whatever. That'd be cool. Thanks for listening. Hope you had a good uh, time. And I will see you on the next episode. Have a good day. Talk to you later bah